This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Today is Healing Sunday. How many people could stand to bolster your faith in healing? Glory to God. And, uh, and the enemy will likes to work against us. Amen? But, you know, I'm going to say this, that um, greater is he. Somebody say, greater is he. That is in me than he that is in the world. And so we got the greater one. Amen. So let, if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Exodus 15, 26. The title of my sermon this morning is Healing Miracles of Jesus. Amen. Heal, 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 healing Miracles of Jesus. In Exodus 15, 26, this is the, uh, uh, the first time that, that God was revealed as, as Jehovah Rapha. And, and he's giving a, a decree uh, to the people in the Old Testament. And he, and he says, if you diligently heed to my voice, uh, heed to the voice of the Lord your God, and do what is right in his sight, and give ear to his commandments, and keep his statues, I will put none of the diseases of you uh, on you, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth you. Glory to God. So I, I love that. You know, I, I, I really, it should be translated, I will not permit any of the diseases to be put on you. Uh, God, uh, he, he doesn't ordain disease and sickness, but he, but he will allow it if we allow it. In other words, if we walk out of obedience and we walk in disobedience, then we get into the devil's territory. And then the devil has free access into our lives to attack us. And so a lot of times that, you know, we, we need to stay, it says, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord uh, your God. So, so a lot of the promises of God are conditional. He says, if, hallelujah. And so, and so you know, uh, the, the, the old saying, uh, if you trust God and diligently obey him, we'll see the blessing in our life. And so we have to trust and obey because there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. And we know in, in, in Isaiah 119, it says, it talks about that, uh, that we need to uh, trust God and obey him. And that's where you're blessed. Hallelujah. And in Exodus 15, 26, I, I like what it says here. Uh, it says, for I am Jehovah, I am healing thee. I love that. It's like a present tense. In, um, in Exodus, in the CEV standard, it says, Then he said, I am the Lord your God, and I cure your diseases. I like that translation too. I cure your diseases. So, so God is the God that cures our diseases. I am the Lord your healer, the New English translation. So, so this is a compound word. This is God saying, I am Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord that heals thee. So, you, so not only um, is, is God healing us, he's delivering us and setting us free from anything that will try to bind us and hinder us in this life. I like what it says in Psalms 103, 1 through 3. It says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. I love that. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his 
benefits. I love that. Uh, notice that, that the psalmist says, do not forget his benefits. Uh, why does he say that? Because we can forget. We can forget that God is a healing God. We can forget that God is a delivering God. We can forget, especially when we're under attack. You know, I say when, you, when you're dealing with symptoms and you're dealing with, with dis-ease in your life, uh, you're under a spiritual and a physical attack. The enemy's trying to slow us down. He's trying to, he's trying to gain ground in our life, but, 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 but the greater one, like I said earlier, the greater one is in us than he that is in the world. Most Christians believe it's God's will to forgive us of our transgressions. You know, that's the, that's the, the pinnacle of the cross is forgiveness of sins. I love that. I love what it says in Colossians and you, 2, 13 through 14. And you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh. Talking about when we were lost and undone before Jesus. He made us alive together with him. Having forgiven you of all your trespasses. Think about that. We are forgiven of all. Say, I'm forgiven of all my trespasses. We got to get a revelation of that. I'm telling you, you get a revelation that you are forgiven uh, New Testament believers. You're not just forgiven sinners. You're forgiven new creations in Christ. Can I get a witness in the house today? You're not just a forgiven sinner. You were a sinner, but now you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because your sins have been put away. He says, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, he had taken it out of the way, having it nailed it to the cross. So we see here that, that, that our sins are forgiven. It's easy. It, it, it seems to be easier to believe that our sins are forgiven than our bodies to be healed. It, 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 you, you, you hear this all the time. We have forgiveness of sins. But you don't always hear in the church that, that we have healing that was brought about through the, through the stripes of Jesus Christ. And it's so much easier. And why does it seem easier to, to, to believe that? Because, uh, because forgiveness is spiritual and healing is physical. Oh, man, now I'm talking today. See, it's easier to believe something spiritual. It's easier to believe that God loves you. Amen. But, but when we're dealing with, see, we're dealing with something physical. And so when, we, when we're dealing with the physical, we, we, we are ascertaining uh, wh- where we're at by how we feel. And, and, and you don't, act, and as a spiritual person, you don't walk by sight. Oh, I'm preaching this morning. As a spiritual person, you're walk, you walk by faith. Can I get a witness in the house today? And so we, you got to walk by faith that God forgives you of your sins, even when you missed it last week. That his blood still washes and cleanses you from all unrighteousness. You got to believe that. You got to get condemnation out of your life. You can't keep looking at the past. No, no, no. You got to keep looking at the cross. Don't look at your past. Look at the cross. And Jesus nailed, amen. I'm telling you, he nailed our sins on the cross. Thank God for that. 
Now I'm sounding like an Easter message this morning. So it seems easier to believe in forgiveness because that's always taught our life. But it's not always taught that God is the healing, healing God, that Jesus is our healing Savior. So we go by seeing faith a lot of times instead of believing faith. We go by what it looks like, and, and you got to go by what you believe. you gotta, you got to believe the Word of God. You believe it first, and you see it next. That's what you, you have to believe first. Let's look at an account of, of some miracles of Jesus. This is really powerful. We're going to take some nuggets today out of some of the miracles that Jesus performed in the Bible. And we're going to dissect some of this and, and get some revelation of maybe we can take some of these nuggets and apply it to our life so that we can walk in divine health. Because the bar is, is not just to get healed, it's to walk in divine health. How many healthy people I have in here? You better all better be raising your hands. You better be raising your hands. Even if you're coming under some type of attack, you're healthy because by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. So in John 4, 46 and 54, it says, So Jesus came again to Cana, Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then, then said Jesus unto him, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. And an old man said unto him, sir, come down, ere my child die. Jesus said unto him, go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him. And he went his way. And he was now going down. His servant met him and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then he inquired he of them of hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday in the seventh hour the fever left him, so that the father knew that it was at the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house this is, again, the second miracle Jesus did when he come out of Judea into Galilee. So we know this, and this man must have heard Jesus. He must have been, I believe that he may have been uh, aware that Jesus was preaching a message, that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted, to open the blind eyes, to set the captives free. That was Jesus' first sermon, and I heard that he actually ministered that everywhere he went, to reveal to people that he had the anointing to reverse the curse. And the anointing of God is, is very present even today to reverse any curse in your life. Somebody say amen on that. And so here, it says here that, that, that this man began to amend when Jesus said, your son liveth. This, this, this reveals to us that, that, that miracles are not always instantaneous. Sometimes miracles is a process. Sometimes there's a process to receive your healing. Can I get a witness in the house today? And not, it's not going to always be instantaneous that you get, that you get healed. And, and, and here, uh, because the Bible actually said it was a miracle. So, so, so this man began 
to uh, amend when Jesus said, your son lives. The, the, the no man also believed without seeing physical signs that the boy was healed when Jesus spoke it. And I'm going to say this to you. You're going to have to believe even though you don't feel any different, even though it seems to be getting worse, you got to still believe over the symptoms that's attacking your body. Can I get a witness in the house today? Because a lot of times we tell people how we feel instead of telling people what we believe. Can I get a witness in the house today? And so you got to believe that by Jesus' stripes, you were healed. You're not going by what you feel. You're going by what you believe. Amen. And Jesus prepared the nobleman to believe without evidence when he said, except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. So it sounds like to me, even in that culture, people wanted to see something. Even in the culture today, uh, you, people want to see something. They want to see a manifestation. They want to see God move. And that's good, but sometimes God can move silently. You don't always have to see a manifestation. You don't even have to feel, even if you come up here and I lay hands on you, you may not feel anything, but that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that the power of God is not going into your body, curing you, healing you of your disease or whatever's attacking your body. So, so we see that, that, that Jesus prepared this man. He said, except you see signs and wonders, You will not believe. And the man believed the word of Jesus, his son receiving healing, uh, based on simple the word of God. The The man believed. The man showed his faith by obeying Jesus. He went his way. We have to show our faith by, by walking out our faith each and every day and believing that God's word is working no matter what it looks like in our lives. The man believed, and, and as, he, as he went, as he, uh, as, as he obeyed a, a command from Jesus, Jesus said, just go your way, your son lives. He obeyed that command, and a lot of times we just got to keep doing what God's calling us to do, no matter what is attacking our bodies. We keep walking out our faith each and every day. Uh, listen, you, you can get up depressed, but you know what? If you just get up, that depression will leave. You just got to get up. You can't allow oppression or depression to come against you. Glory to God. No, you can't allow anything to hinder you in your walk with Jesus. Can I get a witness? In, in? And a lot of people are going by feel faith instead of believing faith. And we just got to believe God. In, in, um, in Matthew 8, let's look at this, 14 and 15. This is another count of Jesus' miracle. And he said, when Jesus has come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laying, laid of sick of a fever. And he touched her hand and the fever left her and she arose and ministered unto them. Very powerful. Uh, let's look at Luke's account because uh, some of the other apostles saw it a little differently and, and had a little bit different light on the subject. Luke was a physician. So Luke wrote in, in Luke 4, 38 and 39, and he arose out of the synagogue, 
talking about Jesus. After Jesus preached the message that he came to heal the brokenhearted and to open the blind eyes and to set the captives free. Amen. He entered into Simon's house and Simon's wife's mother was taken with a great fever. Now he says that she had a great fever or you could say a high fever. And they besought him for her and he stood over her and he rebuked the fever and it left and immediately she arose and ministered unto them. Amen. So we see here that Jesus did something when he came on Peter's mother-in-law. Not only did he touch her because a touch of faith can change your world. Laying hands on the sick does work. And so, and so not only did he touch her, but he, he, he rebuked uh, that fever. He rebuked it. He spoke to it. And he commanded that fever to go. If you're going to have any success in healing for your body, you might have to start speaking to your symptoms. You may have to start speaking to your circumstances. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? It works in every arena. It could be you may be dealing with lack in your life. You need to start speaking to your bank account. Whatever arena uh, that you're dealing with, that the enemy's coming against us, you need to learn to speak something. Am I, can I get a witness in the house today? And so a lot of times what we're speaking, I hate to say it, we're speaking the circumstances a lot of times. Well, how are you feeling? Well, you know, my back is still hurting and uh, I'm still dealing with a sore throat and I still got that cough, you know, and we're talking it. And what you're doing is you're getting an agreement. You're agreeing with the circumstances, the losing circumstances in your life. And there's power in agreement. The enemy wants you agreeing with your sickness. Don't buddy up with your sickness. No, come against your sickness. Come against that poverty. You got to fight against these things. You can't just accept it. You can't accept what the enemy throws at you. He's a liar. Amen. I heard somebody said it's lying symptoms. Somebody said that these symptoms that attack our body are lying symptoms. And, and I'm going to say this. The word of God is, is, is spiritual and it's, it's forever. It, it, it never fades away. And the word of God is more stronger and more powerful than the circumstances that we deal with day to day. And if we learn to take the word of God and we attack the symptom with the word of God, we will eventually see the symptoms leave. You're not the, you're not the sick trying to get healed. You are the healed and the devil's trying to make you sick. You are not... You are not the broke trying to get prosperity. You are already prosperous and, he, and the devil's trying to make you broke. Can I get a witness in the house today? See, I'm going to say this this morning is we are in a faith fight. And the enemy's doing everything he can to gain ground in our lives. And we can't allow him to gain any ground. You give the devil an inch and he will take a mile. You've heard that before, haven't you? If you just give him a little bit, a little bit, he will, he will expand on that and try to destroy your life over it. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So we got, so Jesus rebuked that sickness and you, you may have to rebuke any kind of sickness that's coming against your body. You need to rebuke. If it's a cough, I rebuke that cough. I rebuke that pain. I rebuke that headache. Glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You need to take authority. You know, didn't the Bible, doesn't the Bible say that we're kings and priests unto our most high God? And what does a king do? A king decrees some things. And a king decrees what he wants to happen. And you need to start decreeing some things over yourself, over your family, over your life. Can I get a witness? I like this because in Mark eleven twenty two. This is powerful, and this is really what happened in the Passion Week of Jesus. He actually, uh, this, this, he talks about faith in the Passion Week. First, first, he came into town, and they worshiped Jesus. Talking about, they said, Hosanna, and they worshiped Jesus. And then Jesus came to a tree, going to the church, the synagogue, and, and, he, and, he, and he curses the fig tree. Then he goes to the synagogue, and they were selling doves, they were selling stuff, and he, and he got a cord, and he drove them out, and he said, my house must be a house of prayer for all the nations. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And if we learn to be people of prayer, glory to God, then there's nothing we can't do. Nothing will be able to stop us if we learn how to pray and if we learn how to speak right. And then Jesus, after cursing that tree, Peter said, look, that tree is withered. It's cursed, glory to God. And Jesus answered and said to him, have faith in God. What is the devil working against us? He's working against us trusting God. He's trying to get us to throw out the devil. It's trying to get us to throw out our faith, to, to, to give up, to throw in the towel, to back off the things of God. But I'm going to press in. I'm going to press into the things of God. I'm not going to let the enemy deride me or keep me down, no matter what the doctor report says. I would say this, the doctor report, is, it, it, it's, it's a natural report, but whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. His report says, I am healed. His report says, I am filled. His report says, victory. <laughs> Anybody remember that Ron Cannoli song, glory to God? Amen. His report says, the Lord's in me. Amen. I had to make up something there. Amen. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. Look at your name and say, have faith in God. God, we got to have faith in God. In other words, in God, we trust. As long as they keep that, that on our money. Amen. We'll be always the reserve currency of the world. Keep that on. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> in God, we try. As long as America turns to God, and America's turning to God. Yeah. Why? Because we're praying for America. And I'm telling you, great change is happening in America because there's Christians like us praying for our nation, praying for revival, believing God for a turnaround. Say, I'm believing God for a turnaround. 
And God's turning things around. No matter what the devil's throwing at us. Man, I could get almost political right now, but I won't. Glory to God. <laughs> About ready to say something. Glory to God. But have faith in God. For I surely I say to you, whoever says to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. You cannot doubt, but believe those things he says will be done. He will have whatsoever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. There are so many nuggets just in what Jesus said right in here. There, in here, he actually says, uh, he says, say three times. And I've mentioned this to you before, but one minister got the revelation from the Lord that my people aren't missing it in believing it. They're missing it in saying it. Oh, I'm preaching to you this morning. You're not missing it in believing it. You're missing it in saying it. Oh, you hear what I'm saying today? And we got to say it three times more than we believe it. Can I get a witness now? You got to start saying something. I'm healed. I'm whole. I'm sound. I'm delivered. I'm set free. I'm walking in the grace of God. I'm blessed. I'm blessed and anointed. Somebody say I'm blessed and anointed. You got to believe that you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. You say I'm praying for blessings. You're already blessed. You're blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You have all of heaven at access to you. Say, I believe that. And so he says here, he says, you got to say to the mountain, you got to speak to the mountain. So what are you saying? Well, Matthew 18, 18, uh, Jesus says this way. Surely I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. You need to bind whatever's coming against you and loose the healing power of God for you. Can I get a witness in the house today? Bind those things that are hindering you. Curse those things that are hindering you. And speak the things that will help you. The word of God. Are you hear what I'm saying today? Uh, so, so we see this. So we, we, we see this, that you gotta, you got to make sure uh, that, that you're giving God the glory and standing on his word. Number two, uh, she got up, this lady, uh, Peter's mother-in-law, got up on the word of Jesus and, and, and she acted as if the word was true. When Jesus touched her and, and cursed that symptom, she acted on the word of God. And if you're going to believe that God's healing you, you got to act as if the word is true. And you got to ignore the symptoms. I remember one minister that uh, had something, he had something that night he had to do that was uh, some, something with ministry. And he, and he pulled up his garage door and his back pulled and he felt like he, he pulled something out of his back. And, he, and he, he was sore. He started getting down. He started doing push-ups. He started moving around. He did everything. And, and you know what? And he started claiming the promises of God. And that pain left him. Are oh, you hearing what I say? He, in other words, he did not submit himself 
to the element. No, he contradicted it by doing something to fight against it. So she got up. A lot of times you just got to get up. You just got to keep moving. You just got to, no matter when the enemy hits you, you got to get. See, I'm going to say this. It's easy for the devil to hit a target that's stationary. But it's harder for the devil to hit a moving target. In other words, you keep moving, it's more difficult for the devil to get at you. And what is the enemy trying to do? He's trying to keep us stationary. He's trying to keep us in place. But no, no, that's why, you know, the first two letters of God is go. I'm preaching this morning. The first two letters of God is go. We just got to go. Go out into all the world. Preach the gospel to all creation. Go, glory to God. And we see here that she got up. And, and the third thing she did, she got up and ministered to them. Now, 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 this is a question that I want to ask you. Why do you want God to heal you? Is it for you to live your life for yourself? Or is it for you to, to get healed and to glorify God? You see, there's, 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 there's reasons why God wants to heal you. He wants to heal you to bear fruit. If you, if, if, if you get your healing, are you going to serve God? Oh, I'm preaching today. Or are you going to be selfish? And you just want to get healed because you want to escape the pain, but you don't really want to serve God. Can, can, can I get a witness now today? And she got up and she ministered to the Lord. I think our attitude, glory to God in healing, should be to serve God. It should be to give God a testimony. It should be to, 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 to allow God to work through our lives what? when we get healed, glory to God. And, and so really, you've got to put God first, you need to put people second, and then you need to put yourself last. Oh, that's a weak amen. And what we do is we do it in opposite. We put ourselves first, we put our family second, and we put God last. And we need to change that, glory to God. I'm preaching this morning. we got to put God first. And if God is first, then everything else, and then others are second, then God's going to take care of us. Can I get a witness in the house? You know, I think about that, that Jesus, the Passion Week, which is this week, uh, coming to Resurrection Sunday next Sunday, in, in, the, in the Gospels, when you read it, uh, Jesus was in the upper room, and, and he did something that was amazing. He, he, he took a towel, he wrapped it around himself, and he knelt down, and he started washing the disciples' feet. Think about this. He, he, he washed, the, this is the King of Kings, and the Lord of Lords, knelt down and washed the disciples' feet. Peter didn't, want, Peter didn't want Jesus to do it. Peter said, you don't need to wash my feet. Jesus said, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part with me. And Jesus said, well, wash my hands and my head. And then, of course, Jesus said, you are already clean. All you need is your feet washed. But Jesus was given an illustration, one of the most powerful illustrations that, he, that I believe he has given in his ministry before he went to the cross. And that illustration was that, that he said, what I do to you, you do to others likewise. In other words, God is calling each one of us to serve one another. Oh, I'm preaching. 
And if we start serving God and serving one another, we're, we're not far from the kingdom of God. Can I get a witness in the house today? So, so really, God has really done miracles in a lot of ministers' lives. A, lot of minister, uh, a few ministers that were world changers, Lester Summerall, Oral Roberts, Paul Youngie Cho, these were ministers that were attacked with terminal diseases before they served God. And they, and they were, uh, Lester Summerhall, he was, I listened to his testimony, and he was a rank sinner. He hated Christians. And he got really sick. And then the Lord gave him a vision. And he gave, he gave him two visions. He had gave him a vision of Lester preaching the gospel, or he was going to be in a casket. Yeah, he had two visions. And Lester hated Christians. He, he was not a Christian at all. He, he didn't like Christians, and, 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 and God gave him this vision. You're either going to be in the casket, or you're going to be serving me. You pick. And you know what? Thank God, Lester bowed his knee to Jesus and became a worldwide evangelist. And he raised up a, a, a church in Indiana and had, a, and had a TV network that's still going on today. And he had done, he's done so many different things. Oral Roberts the same way. He had tuberculosis. And God gave him a vision about raising up a, a campus. And so, and so, and God healed Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts took the call. Paul Youngie Cho, he had tuberculosis. The devil, he, I guess that's a specialist for the devil in, the, in those days. And Paul Youngie Cho became one of the greatest pastors and, and, and raised up the largest church in the world, close to a million people. So what I'm saying to you, what the enemy's trying to mean for harm, if you approach God in the right way and say, God, heal me so I can serve you better. Heal me so I can walk with you in a greater way. Heal me and I'll use my talents to, to, to bring the kingdom of God into people's lives. Glory to God. And that's a noble reason to be healed. Glory to God. I don't think I've ever preached that. On a healing Sunday. But that's a, that's a noble reason. Let's look at this. Glory to God. And so we need to focus on, on serving people. Look at Mark 5.22 through 42. And we're going to look at two more miracles. And then we'll close it down. As it behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus, by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet, talking about Jesus, and begged him earnestly, saying... My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come, lay your hands on, on her that she may be healed and she will live. Just stop right there. Think about that. This man had faith. He just said, Jesus, you lay your hands on her. In other words, our words are a self-fulfilling prophecy. She was speaking what he was believing. Are you speaking what you're believing? And if you're speaking the contrary, then you're believing the contrary. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? So he said, if you just, 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 uh, uh, my daughter uh, is at point of death, come and lay your hands on her and she may be healed and she will live. So Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed him and thonged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. 
When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now notice that she said something too. See, she's saying what she's believing. If I just touch, see, see, what you say is what you get. Oh, I'm preaching today. What are you saying is what are you getting? If you say I can't, you can't. If you say you can, you can't. Don't ever say I can't do this. Always say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And she said, and he said, if only I may touch his clothes, I may be well. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around to the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you. And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and touched him and, 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 and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. That's powerful, too. Because I'm going to say this. You don't have to have the pastor's faith to heal you. Your own faith can make you well. You have enough faith in yourself, can I preach to somebody today, to heal your own body, to heal your children. Your faith can make you well. Can I get a witness in the house today? And, you know, it's interesting. She was dealing with it for 12 years. It doesn't matter how long you've been dealing with, with that sickness or with that sin in your life. Today is your day of victory. Make it today. Glory to God. It doesn't matter that it was 12 years that she dealt with it. That tells me that that time has no consequences to the power of God. This is why he was speaking some. Now, now, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. While he was still speaking, some came from the rulers of the synagogue's house who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, do not be afraid, only believe. What is the devil trying to do? He's trying to get fear in us. He's trying to get doubt and unbelief. He's trying to get us to quit believing. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I mean, the report was, your daughter's dead. This tells me that, that not even death can hold the power of God from raising you up. That tells me that the, even, even a death blow from the devil, you can still be raised. It's not over until God says it's over. The Bible says God will perfect that which concerns you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So we see here that, uh, that Jesus goes in and raises the little daughter up and changes the whole circumstance. He raised her up to life, glory to God. So we see some miracle keys for Jairus' daughter's miracle. First of all, he sought Jesus out. And, if you're, and so Jesus is the Word of God. If you're going to get your miracle, you better seek the Word of God for your circumstance. 
Number two, uh, uh, he spoke what he wanted to come best. He said, if you, t- if you lay hands on her, she will be healed and she will live. You need to start speaking and agreeing with God's word that you will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Who, that's my report. I will live out my life fully to 120 unless Jesus comes back sooner. Amen. How many 120 do we have out here? We got some of you want to go home early. I don't want to live to 120. Some of you are like, forget that. Well, the Bible says you can live as long as you until you're satisfied. And some of you are saying right now, I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Take me home, Jesus. Take me home. I'm kind of like that right now, too. Take me home, Jesus. Amen. I get a bill in the mail. Take me home, Jesus. My wife yells at me. Take me home, Jesus. My kid acts up. Take me home, Jesus. Amen. And so number three, it says that he spoke what to come to pass. He sought Jesus. Number three, he didn't allow fear to hinder his unbelief. The Bible actually says in James that, that, that you got to believe and doubt not. And he said, if a man doubts, let him think that he will get nothing from the Lord. So doubt will put a hole in your faith boat. And that doubt will cause your faith boat to sink. Remember Peter, when he was walking on the water, he was a water walker that day. And all of a sudden, the waves and the wind and everything uh, brushed up. And he, and he, he had his eyes on Jesus. As, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he was on the water. He was water walking that day. But when he got his eyes off Jesus and started looking at the surface, doubt came in and he began to sink. Don't allow doubt to come into your life. Don't allow fear to, what if, what if I don't get healed? Don't allow that thought to even be in your head. What if, uh, what if I don't get a job? Don't allow that thought to get in your head. No, God will prosper you. God will bless you. You just got to believe. And then he allowed Jesus to do the work. He allowed Jesus. We got to allow the word of God to do the work in our lives. The word, see, God says that he'll watch over his word to performance. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That, that he will make it, that his word will be uh, confirmed with signs following. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. And then let me look, let me just finish up with four keys. And I'm almost done here. Just bear with me with the lady with the issue of blood. Uh, these keys, uh, Brother Hagin received from the Lord Jesus himself when he had a vision of Jesus. And Jesus actually gave him this outline for this sermon. And Jesus actually said to, to, to Brother Hagin, if people would follow this, they can have anything they want in the Bible. Are you ready for this? The lady, uh, you have to, let me give you four keys. Say it. Do it, receive it, and tell it. Number one, she said it. She said, if I could touch the hem of my garment, just like what Jairus says, if Jesus could touch his daughter, she would live. Same, same thing. We got to say it. If I confess the word of God, I will be healed. 
She acted on the word of God. She went out into the crowd. She sought Jesus out. So she acted on her plan that if she would touch the garment and we got to act as if the word is true. We got to act on the word of God. Number three, she received it. She touched the hem of Jesus' garment and she felt in her body that she was made well and she received it. You just got to receive the healing power of God in your life. Say, say, I receive God's healing power. And she told it. She gave a testimony. Whenever God does anything in your life, if you want to keep what God has done that was good in your life, tell somebody about it. Testify of the miracles and the blessings of God in your life. Start telling people what God has already done for you. Tell people. It doesn't matter if you have a doctor's report that says that you have a disease. You tell people that you're healed by the stripes of Jesus. You're not agreeing with the doctor's report. You're not agreeing with the report of your bank account. You're agreeing with God's report. God will supply every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? So if we take these keys and we start applying these keys to our life, we're going to see blessing of healing, blessing of prosperity, blessing upon blessing on top of our lives because we're serving God. We're using everything that God gives us for the glory of God. Did you receive it this morning? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I thank you for your mercies today. I thank you for these precious people, those watching online. And the Bible is very clear. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus died and was raised from the dead for your sins, you shall be saved. So maybe you're there watching or listening to me and, and, and you know it's, it's time to receive Jesus. Well, it's just a prayer away. Your words can be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Just say this and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.